It's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host, David Wilson, is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's David. All right, I mean to tell you, this has been absolutely one of the craziest weeks of the year. There have been some amazingly wonderful things happen and some amazingly bad things happen. But I want to start today's show with a conversation with somebody who just absolutely tickles me. And we don't know each other, but we're Facebook friends and she's got a wine-related business up in Oregon. And it, it's a fitting conversation, I think, that we're going to have because it weaves together the good stuff and the bad stuff and creates some balance in a world that doesn't feel particularly balanced to me. So it's been a, quite a while that I've been following her on Facebook and reading the stuff that she posts and checking out the business that she runs the other day, I just felt like I needed to reach out. I just, I need to meet this person because the things that she is doing are really exceptional, but she also just gets it. She gets the attitude that I think we should have about wine. And so it is my pleasure to bring to you from Portland, Oregon, CJ Dannon. And CJ, did you expect to be on the radio today? I did not, considering we just started speaking, what, less than 24 hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is spectacular. Well, you know, this has been a terrible time, you got to admit. And there are people, you know, like you, not just in the wine business, but in, you know, in the world that bring some levity and some balance that we badly need right now. And so as I was just looking at the stuff that you post, I was going, man, you know what? This is this is a, a horse of a different color, uh, cut from a very different swath of cloth than what we normally find. First of all, let's talk about the main thing that you're doing, and then we're gonna. I'm going to bust into your sense of humor. We're also going to talk yeah. about kind of the ugly side and some of the stuff that's going on in Oregon, in the country, and we're going to make sense out of life, but wine will be at the center of it. Is that fair? That sounds fair. Wine should be at the center. Okay. Vino Voyage. That's your business, vinovoyage.com. Mm. And you're a California girl, right? And then transplanted up to Oregon because, like me, you fell in love with Oregon. Oregon and its wine country is seductive. Yeah. 25 years in California, moved here six years ago to follow my dad. 
because my dad moved back to Central Oregon and I wanted to be closer to him. And wine's always been a part of our lives. And it was really easy to just kind of land here and move in and find wine country, which was just 45 minutes down the road and get completely seduced by it. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, And it's got so many incredible offerings. Well, and I think what's really terrific about Oregon wine country, and I've made quite a few trips up there, is its kindness mm-hmm. and its gentleness. It's not to say that other wine countries are corporate, but this is this is kind of stepping back into more innocent time in American history, I think, that when you're with the folks who make wine in Oregon, it's almost like you went back to the 50s or 60s or something. It's very happy days to me. And not in a literal sense, but just that's the feeling you get. There's just this warmth about it that I can't explain, but it's why I give Oregon way too much publicity. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They really do. The The winemakers here in the community um, are so focused on making you comfortable and bringing you into their world through um, their stories and their smiles and the ripped jeans because they've just spent time um, tending to their vines right. or you know, their stained shoes because they just finished right. washing down a, a canister or a barrel. Um, but they're, they're so focused on, on, hey, just sit down. I may try this thing that I love. Let me know what you think. What else would you like to know? And, and are you comfortable? And, and let me provide this experience for you. They're just, it's just beautiful. So the Oregon wine country is pretty spread out. I mean, there are pockets of wineries all over the place. And it's not necessarily the easiest thing to navigate. But what I do love about Oregon is that it's not all about wine. So when you're on your way to the next wine-centric location, you know, you might do some river rafting along the way or fishing. Or, or completely wonderful uh, sightseeing. It's such a beautiful state. But I guess you decided that people needed a better way to navigate. Is that about right? That's an amazing segue. Thank you. Yes. I decided um, there were plenty of resources that were going to tell you actually about the wine, um, but I really wanted to build something that was um, experience-based. Okay. Um, and so I built this search engine, this directory, um, this website where you can go in and pick the region that you want to go to and then filter your criteria based on the experiences you want to have like gardens and scenic views or what's more appropriate today, outdoor seating, um, food for purchase. And, you know, some are still doing live music in these safely sipping outdoor vineyard experiences. And then, you know, you can put the wineries in your cart, quote unquote, and then it will optimize your route to go tasting for the day. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge click through. Keep clicking through. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I know. (laughs) It'll get you there. I got pretty lost in it. Um, The content is just really well presented and your homepage is like a gigantic tease because you've got <laughs> it's not a bunch of stock photographs it's wonderful true representations of these areas and it sucks you in thank you yeah so I do want to let you know though they absolutely are stock footage <laughs> I very carefully selected each one um, but there are very few in there that are mine. Um, no, 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 no. no. To... I, I'm saying that they're actual photographs of the area. And I say that because so many wine sites, you got the picture of the of the 
woman and she's holding the glass and she's uh, taking a deep sniff and it's she's got that really yeah. s- that serious look on her face. Wine should not be serious. I'll tell you something that I was doing for a while. I stopped doing it, but I- anytime somebody friended me on Facebook or followed me on Instagram and their profile picture was them with their nose in the glass looking serious, I'd just unfriend them. I keep waiting to see something from a winemaker. Um probably the guy from Jackalope Sellers. I keep waiting for him to do a barrel stand and have that as his profile picture. <laughs> Perfect. It's just it's just corny. Come on, it's corny. Yeah. But everybody thinks they got to do that. You know what? If you really really want to show your independence, then do that same pose with a red solo cup. I dare you. Red solo oh, cup. Oh, yes. Huh? Could you could yes. you could you do that, CJ? Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. But I'm I'm a huge fan of bringing solo cups with me to, well, you know, campsites like you, you well, have to bring the good wine. Well, let so. me tell you why I fell in love with you. Because you fell in love with a bottle of wine and you did the silliest but funniest thing where you married a bottle of wine because the wine's never going to disappoint you and so you're just swooning all over this wine and and you're in these romantic <laughs> situations there's no guy there it's a bottle of wine it's I, a I, I it was an engagement it. it was an engagement set yeah oh, engagement okay yeah that was <laughs> was the best um we're gonna have to take a break here but before before i do that i want to just tell people how they can find you and get engaged with you, not in that ring sort of way, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's vinovoyage.com. Okay. That's the main website. Are you okay with uh, people finding you on social media? Because that's where the really good stuff is. The funny stuff that is. Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm CJ Dannon on Facebook. And then of course our page. Voyage Spell Dannon. It's not like the yogurt. It's not the yogurt. Yeah. D-A-N-N-E-N. Okay. And then Instagram is vino.voyage. We're going to be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. A delightful opportunity to talk to somebody who I'm a huge fan of. She didn't even know it. I had to let her know because she just makes wine lifestyle just better. That's an important thing because life kind of sucks otherwise right now (laughs) in in a lot of ways. And we're going to get into that too when we return with CJ Dan and, and Grape Encounters Radio. You know, even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is always several steps ahead. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible prices. And for a contactless experience, try their curbside pickup option. Simply order online for an easy new way to shop at TotalWine.com. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, 
free trade chocolate-covered walnuts. And for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Summer is here, invigorating our state of mind and sparking desires for things that complement our playful mood. Yep, our barbecues are already working overtime, cranking out slabs of baby backs that pair perfectly with light, crisp summer sippers. And if you need a little inspiration, check out the summer wine list that no one can resist. It's Total Wine & More's Top 12 Summer Wines, featuring a truly eclectic cross-section of wines, all under $20 and many under $10. Plus, Total Wine & More is offering summer wine bundles that save you up to $24 on a variety pack of wine. And now that we've all gotten into curbside buying, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or just outside for a contactless experience. The best lineup of super low-priced summer wines is just a click away at TotalWine.com. It's amazing the things that you learn during the commercial break, not just about our wonderful advertisers, which, by the way, we are so proud to be sponsored by Total Wine and More. That's the piece de la resistance. I think I'm saying that correctly. But the thing I just found out during the break is my guest, CJ Dannon. It's her birthday, for Pete's sake. <laughs> what are you thinking? You didn't even tell me this. And, and, and here I, you know, I, I popped the bubbles. I poured a glass. I'm having a great time. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going on and on about the fact that you are my favorite poster on Facebook. And I checked out your, mm. I check out your stuff regularly. And wouldn't you know it, the day that I'm going to have you on the show, I don't check it out. And you've got all kinds of birthday wishes there. <laughs> Holy moly. It's been a pretty magical morning. Yeah, my phone started blowing up around 4 a.m. I just felt um, incredibly lucky and overwhelmed by all the, the positive energy flowing this way. You know, I decided to pop a box of um, birthday bubbles from Dion Vineyards. And awesome. I've been enjoying that. So your, your business, Vino Voyage, is a really outstanding directory of wineries in Oregon, all over Oregon. And it's very, very well done. I'm only going to say, if you're interested, go there and check out the site. It's going to give you a lot of information. My question, CJ, is this. Right now, we're in the midst of the COVID thing and the fire thing. So it's a very fluid situation. How do you deal with that? Because everybody's having to reinvent themselves and whatever their shtick was, normally, it's probably changed. Describe for me the state of affairs in Oregon. And let's talk about it without the fires first and then we'll we'll bring the fires into focus as well. Sure. Yeah. So it's it's tough. And you're absolutely right. There is a lot of reinventing happening. We did, you know, shut down like the rest of the country um, in March, which uh, was frighteningly close to when I sold my house and moved into this 600 square foot apartment, which got very tiny <laughs> right at the start of quarantine. Right. Yeah. Um, and- that was a good timing on your part, but okay. Yeah. yeah right. I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm to no move into much smaller space and then they're going to lock the door. 
from the outside. Okay. They are, right. And they're going to close the coffee shop I was going to work from. But uh, I'm grateful. I have a I have a place to sleep and it's and it's safe. Um, and we, we went through quarantine. And, you know, here in Oregon, we were 47th out of 50 for the rate, uh, various rates and various metrics um, for a really long time, which was obviously both positive and negative. We're feeling quarantine fatigue like the rest of the country. And we have really low rates, although still you know, like like any tragedy, it's still... Okay, what does it translate into where the tasting rooms are concerned? So they shut down, and then Yamhill County was the first to reopen, um, and that was the first part of May. And people were still a little too intimidated to go, but, you know, today, we're already sporting an 80% reopen rate for oh, that. Oh, wow. And people are flocking. They are flocking to wine country. There aren't many other places to go, right? <laughs> Stay close to home. It's it's an hour away in just about any direction. We've got a really large, really, really large Willamette Valley with 600 wineries. And then we've yeah. got Southern Oregon with another 400 wineries. And it's just incredibly accessible and so many stories to hear and so many scenic views to experience and charcuterie boards to just drool over. And there's just so much to just go and experience. And it's all right here and it's accessible. And they, and they want you there. That's a big deal, by the way, mm-hmm. because uh, there are a number of wine regions that are saying don't come yet. So it's good that their arms are wide open for us. So going beyond COVID, now California, Oregon, Washington, fires, it's it's brutal. Can you give me a, like a just a real quick snapshot of where things are now and, and how much of things settled down? It was really bad. It was so bad, like here in, in Portland, you couldn't see 40 yards. And, and that was for quite a few days. And we did have the worst air quality in the world. And that was super scary. The skies have started to clear. I personally, I Googled a rain dance. I did that in my living room yesterday. Oh, and, good. you know, the weather forecast is that we're going to rain tomorrow. So fantastic. Oh, I didn't that's do awesome. that. I'm just saying. You're not <laughs> taking responsibility for the rain, but... No, 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 okay, no, right. no. Okay. I'm just doing what I can in my living room at this point. But, you know, with the, the rain will help clear the air and that will make everything magical and beautiful again. That's the idea. Any assessment of what things look like in Oregon? Have, have you dodged a bullet where wine is concerned? We, we don't know, but we are so incredibly hopeful. Yeah. We really don't know. We know smoke taint is a thing, right? It, it, it's got this definition of being close to active fires for at least a 72-hour consecutive period. Yeah. We know that didn't actually affect a lot of the regions. We know the air is already starting to clear. We know the wind shifts all the time here in Oregon. Um, but we really, at the end of the day, we just, we don't know, but we're so hopeful. Uh, one last question, very, very, a very serious question. And I, I don't want to get political in any way, shape or form here. But I did mention to somebody within the last week or so that I was going to try to get up to Oregon sometime soon and and mentioned going through Portland. And then, of course, the first thing that came out of their mouth was, you're not going to go to Portland. That's very dangerous and blah, 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 blah. What is it really? It's not. I mean, there there is a few block radius in the heart of downtown. And when I say few block, we're talking like 100 yards um, in four different directions. And no, I don't recommend going there. There's there's still, there's a lot of upheaval still there nightly. But 
the rest of it is completely safe. The, the city is huge. The state is huge. The people are wonderful. The passion runs deep. The food is incredible. Obviously, the wine is magical. We have so much more to offer than this four block radius that remains in, in unrest. Well, you know, because the, the way we get the story in, in the rest of the country, world for that matter, is that the the entire city of Portland is like um, a scene out of uh, Escape from L.A. If, if I went to Portland and I, I let's say uh, on my way to the Willamette Valley, I wanted to stay a day or two in Portland, I could be there and not even see what's going on. Is that correct? None of it. Yeah, None you it. you could be completely immune to it. Yeah, okay. especially I have some I have some Airbnbs in Willamette Valley. I'm happy to recommend you to. Yeah, please do recommend them. But I do want to say that uh, I really believe that there are people. People who may be hesitant to go up there because they've got this um, idea that things are way worse than what what it really is, and I, I suspected that, and I I really appreciate you clarifying that. People can reach out to me directly too about that. I'm right here. Um, I'm happy to just let people know what's really happening. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up with you, I'm afraid. I I wish we could keep talking for about, um, I don't know, another six weeks or something, but uh, we can't do that. We're going (laughs) to definitely uh, provide some links at grapeencounters.com and we're going to pass along some of your best material because you're very funny and you're an actress too, by the way, and we didn't even get into that. And um, and, and, and and all, and all that stuff. But, Hardly. But mostly, I want to just wish you a really, really happy birthday. And, thank you. And thank baby. you for coming on. And thank you for just thank you for the content that you put out because it's just the right kind of content. And it's, it's not pretentious and it's not corny. It's just the way we should love wine. And no, thank you so much. It just puts baby. it all in perspective. You are a winner, first class winner. And I'm glad to know you. How's that? Thanks so much. That's are, are brilliant. You, I appreciate it. Are your eyes all teared up right now? A bit. Yeah. And I can't get this smile to come off my face, Good. which is pretty great. All right. Well, listen, we're going to have you on again. For the moment, we got to take a little break here. And we're going to be back with a very resilient woman who is growing grapes in Occidental, California. And she refused to let the smoke taint thing get her down. Wait till you hear her story. So stay with me. like to talk about wine. Did you know that there's a lot more going on in the world of Grape Encounters than what you hear each week on the radio show? If your answer is no, it means that you're not as plugged into our wild, wacky, and wonderful world of wine. But we can fix that right now. I really want to share a lot more with you than what we're able to do during the weekly show like wine recommendations, interesting ways you can play with your wine, information about upcoming wine happenings, and even recipes I've developed just for you. There are two things you can do to get plugged in. First, join the Grape Encounters Radio group page on Facebook. Make sure it's the group page. Or you can sign up for our mailing list at grapeencounters.com. In coming weeks, I'll be doing giveaways, offering free online parties exclusively for you, and a lot more. Please don't miss out. Connect with me on Facebook or at GrapeEncounters.com. Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about... 
nuts. Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of MM Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops, there we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from MM Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two-horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. And we're back with Grape Encounters Radio, and I now want to talk about a subject that we jumped into just a little bit last week with Allison Jordan of the Wine Institute, and it's a conversation that stirred up a lot of comments from you all listening out there. I even got phone calls, nothing in a bad way, but we were talking at the beginning of the show about smoke taint. And it's a really super serious topic. What worries me is, is that at this point, I don't think anybody's got a complete grasp on what is truly going on. We can't assess it completely, but we know it's going to be bad. At least for some people, it's going to be terrible. And one person who wrote me a, a very nice but firm email that I thought was just uh, very poignant and really got me to thinking is Jerry Schultz, and she is a small boutique grape grower in Occidental, California, up in the uh, Northern California wine country. One of my favorite little towns in the world. And I think I'll just bring Jerry in right now, and we'll explain further how she fits into this puzzle. And Jerry, did you think a week ago that you were going to wind up on the radio with me? No, David, I didn't, but I'm really happy that you're doing this. Well, you know, you sent a note, and and I'm going going to just share what you said, basically. But the, the point of your email was that maybe we were putting a little too much happy talk um, into what's going on in the California wine business and maybe didn't give as much attention to the fire situation and the gravity of what potentially we might be looking at as we move forward here. Is, is that a fair statement? Yes, it is. So let's talk about you for a second. You're a small grower. You grow Pinot Noir, and the Pinot that you grow happens to be particularly wonderful. Tell us about the grapes that you have and how you got into this, and give me a little background first. I'd love to, David. Um, my husband has a best friend who is a well-known winemaker in Northern California and was sitting here one day eating lunch with us and said, you know, your hillside is perfect for Pinot Noir. And 
I didn't know anything at that time. And he said, you're southeast-facing hillside. That's perfect. Your elevation, a 1,000 feet. Uh, your proximity to the sea, about eight miles. Yeah. He said, you should have a Pinot Noir vineyard right there. And so my husband and I spent two years preparing the site, and then we planted it Italian-style, which means uh, for us it meant uh, going with the lay of the land. We didn't disturb the soil at all. We rolled the vineyard over the rolling hillside. Side, uh, without disturbing the soil. It was a post-hole digger planting each plant in the hole, and I was watering each plant in the hole. It was a monumental task, but the result is uh, that was 1998, and I believed in this vineyard since that inception. We planted Dijon and Pomard clones. Okay. And had to wait until 2019 and 2020 to step into the spotlight, so to speak, by winning double gold in the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. Right. I'm going to jump in for a second and just make a comment about that. The San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition is one of the most prestigious competitions in the world, certainly in the U.S. If you do well in that competition, uh, it will put you on the map, literally. So the achievement that you made at that competition is it is just incredibly off the charts and fairly uncommon, I might also add, uh, for anybody that's just, you know, fairly recently uh, jumped into the game. So you grow incredible Pinot grapes. And then now let's flash forward to where we are right now. I was in Napa the morning that the, the terrible lightning strikes set off so many fires. I sat and watched them. We realized just how grave the situation was and this terrible, surreal, alien alien skyscape took over what is normally a beautiful region with beautiful blue skies and the worry sets in because we're at a time where the picking's just beginning and it's probably the time that the grapes are most vulnerable so tell me what went through your head okay i can do that we had the most beautiful crop ever this year. It was spectacular with a new vineyard manager who uh, just, he reinvented the vineyard in a way, David. And when the smoke came and then the wine grapes were being sent to the lab for testing by each winery, we came back, as everybody did, with smoke taints. And then the grapes were rejected, the wineries weren't making the red wines, and I couldn't let go of these beautiful grapes. So I began talking to every winery, winemaker, and grower that I could for about 10 days straight, and driving around, and knocking on doors, and calling on phones, and emailing. That's what I did, David, while I was studying about smoke taint. What is it, and what does it do? It's it's basically like having the plague. I mean, yeah. when, when your grapes have been affected by smoke, most of the time, nobody wants to touch them. And, and that's not necessarily an indication that you can't make good wine because we're learning all kinds of techniques to deal with it. But it's a it's a new problem for the most part because we haven't had the raging wildfires year after year as we're having right now. And one of the things that I think is super important to point out is now you've got growers like Jerry out there who depend on selling their crop and you have to get those grapes tested for the most part or winemakers probably won't buy them 
And guess what? The labs are so inundated with people's samples that need to be tested that at last I checked, one of the, the major lab in your area was backed up like oh, almost a month, which means that people are actually trying to leave their grapes hanging on the vine to determine whether or not it's even worth bothering to harvest them. Yeah. And David, we had a, a sort of a double whammy. The smoke came and tainted everybody. And then that heat wave came and the temperature soared to well above above 100 even here in Occidental, which then began to suck the moisture out of the beautiful fruit while I was trying to find a place that would partner up with me and make the Pinot Noir and learn from this disaster how to treat grapes that are smoke-tainted. Can you come up with a, a beautiful product anyway? That's what my goal was. And finally, I found a custom crush place, and we did harvest and take our grapes, but we lost about almost half of the weight of oh, the tonnage. That, of the fruit. To be clear, your normal winemaker didn't want to touch this. And I think Correct. you tried to incentivize them in a number of different ways and no dice because there's, you know, a lot of people just feel like if there's any smoke tank that, you know, maybe you just shouldn't even bother. So you had to go out literally and find somebody who is willing to play ball with you. And I guess your idea was that you wanted to, first of all, see if you could still make great wine from these grapes, which by the way, a little shriveled, but highly concentrated. That can be very good. But also, if you didn't make drinkable wine, you wanted to be able to provide some research information. That's exactly right. That's amazing that anybody would do that because you're a small grower. And I, I can't imagine that that's a luxury that, you know, too many small growers have. So hats off to you and your husband for rolling the dice and taking the risk. But I've found a great winemaker. Of course, I'm paying for this, but she's in it. Oh, she is definitely in it to win it, as they say. By the way, she's a superstar. She makes wine for or has made wine for some of the most prestigious names out there. So you couldn't have chosen better. So anyway, we're going to have to take a, a break, Jerry. We're going to come right back. We're talking to Jerry okay. Schultz. Uh, she and her husband grow grapes in Northern California in the town of Occidental, or I guess um, just outside of town, and world-class Pinot, but the they're in the same boat that so many other people are in. Most people don't know whether or not their grapes are going to be viable. And they could be grapes that will produce amazing wines, but maybe not. But to find out, it's going to cost you dearly. Is it about right? May I say the name of our little mighty vineyard? Well, of course. It's Gioia, the Italian word for joy. It's spelled G-I-O-I-A because we live on Joy Road. And I didn't want to call it the simple English joy vineyard, so... In deference to my Italian mother, it's Joya Vineyard. Sounds great. We're going to be back with more Grape Encounters in just a second. We'll dive a little bit deeper into this and explain further the conundrum uh, that faces the wine industry. But we'll, we'll pile some good news onto the heap as well when we return with Grape Encounters. Today's edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine & More. Every week we encourage you to look beyond the ordinary and seek the extraordinary. That's why you definitely want to check out Winery Direct at Total Wine & More. These products are identified by the yellow shelf tag in the store or online. The selection includes more than 2,000 of their 8,000 wines, and you can be confident that you're getting the highest quality wines produced by some of the world's most renowned winemakers at the best price. Winery Direct is one of the many things that makes Total Wine & More so unique. Order today at TotalWine.com. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters Radio right after this. 
We've got to take a breather for a minute or two. Don't go away. Remember, if we don't let the wine breathe, it's impossible for the show to be done in good taste. If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out, simply because a small minority of, well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun, a front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about, we'll set a time, then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at GrapeEncounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you, and I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at GrapeEncounters.com. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is impossible to keep up with. That's because they have a team of experts constantly searching every corner of the world for amazing wines priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion, like tomorrow. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. And of course, your faves will be there too. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 choices to explore online with your handy device while you soak up some shade. Visit Total Wine & More in person, or if you prefer a contactless experience, order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or curbside. And for awesome summer wines, all under $20 and many under $10, be sure to check out their summer wines list at TotalWine.com. Back with Grape Encounters Radio, and if you ask 100 people in California, Oregon, or Washington wine country, what is going to happen? How is this all going to turn out with all of the wildfires? And not to mention, by the way, the fact that COVID has uh, really, really messed things up for so many people and cost people much of their livelihood. But if you asked 100 people, I think you might get 100 different answers because there's a lot of uncertainty right now. There's a lot of fear, but there are also a lot of fearless people out there, one of which is my guest, Jerry Schultz, uh, who has been growing some wonderful, wonderful world-class Pinot Noir grapes with her husband in Occidental, California. And Jerry, you are the most confident person I have talked to in a long time. Thank you. (laughs) And by the way, we did not mention in the last segment the winemaker who has taken on this project. So uh, is it okay that we do that? Yes, I asked her permission. She said absolutely, and her name is Lisa Bishop Forbes, and she is the winemaker at Eck. Tomo, Eck Tomo Winery, just in the West County of Sonoma County near Grayton, California. And yes, they yes. also do custom crush. So she does both of yeah. those things as the winemaker. I know you've been calling a lot of people. Be one of those hundred people that I question. You're in it to win it, but you're also in it up to your eyeballs. What do you think we're looking at? My assessment is that the majority of the people that I contacted is that they were letting the grapes sit and rot. They were completely bowled over by the whole smoke taint coming at the 
beginning of harvest. Now, as you say that, I got a call from a contact up in uh, Mendocino County over the weekend, and they were telling me about a grower up there, winemakers up there, who are very well known, who conveyed their opinion that this is far more catastrophic than anybody realizes right at the moment and that they were probably going to lose 100% of their crop and they're a pretty good sized producer. I'm not going to mention their name because I haven't been given permission to do that. But I've talked to others who say, you know what? We are, we're going to be okay. And, you know, we're going to run with this thing and we're going to do the best we can. We're going to make some great wines because if it hadn't been for the fires, this was shaping up to be a pretty darn good year. Don't you think? Yes, I do. But you're now your wines. So, they lost a good portion of the moisture in them. But I think that's kind of exciting in a way because you've got this highly concentrated fruit and that can really wind up being some tremendous wine under the right circumstances. And even a little bit of smoke taint in the hands of a really skilled winemaker like yours can actually be something that, a case where you're turning uh, uh, lemons into lemonade. So, uh, David, there's there's a thing about the smoke taint that people aren't really talking about too much, which gives me hope. In our case, with that fire, most of the smoke taint was a wildland forest fire situation. Okay. It wasn't the same as 2017, when the city of Santa Rosa practically burned to the ground in 6,000 homes. Right. And propane tanks and tires and cars and washing machines and all of building materials. S- such a good point because those are, we're talking about very caustic stuff. And in, yeah. in this case, uh, at right. least, you know, more natural than what we were talking about a couple of years ago. And then there, there are things that... They're discovering, and I say they, people who are spending a lot of time and energy researching these things are coming up with all kinds of ways to make the whole thing work. And one of the things that I have been reading and hearing is that it's important probably to make sure you use oak barrels, but not really super toasty oak barrels. Instead, use a lightly toasted barrel because that will work together with the whatever residual smoke might be in there to create a pleasant taste as as opposed to an unpleasant one. And I got to wonder, and I got to wonder if the same might be true in terms of how you manipulate the use of barrels. I mean, one thing's for certain, there are plenty of unscathed grapes out there. You know, there are so many little microclimates in California that, you know, you can have terrible things happening a couple of miles away and nothing happening where you're at. There's going to be great wine that comes out of the state. No doubt there's going to be a lot less wine. And this also applies to Oregon and Washington as well. We have to work with Mother Nature. But I have three goals in this whole experiment. And I can't do goal number one or two. And Lisa is working on goal number three, which is to work with the juice. But my three goals are if there's a forest fire again, and I think there will be, I'm hoping the researchers will come up with something we can all rush out to the vineyards and spray on the grapes, protect them from smoke entering the fruit. That is, for me, would be very important and then, then to protect the fruit from be, smoke. Be able, to, be able to, to rinse it off. But this is the one exception. There is a, a chemical reaction that happens when grape skins come into contact with smoke. But I can simply say that 
you know, generally speaking, grapes want to survive and have great ability to do so. So it's very vulnerable closer to harvest time, too. Well, listen, I sure appreciate you being on and enlightening people. We're going to continue to cover this story, and we're going to continue to focus on as many of the, the success stories and the near misses that we possibly can. And I really encourage people to do two things. First, please support the wine industry right now. These people are hurting. COVID put a a number of people out of business, and now this comes along and makes matters so much worse. So that's the first thing. Buy some wine. Go online, buy some wine, or go to a a store and and purchase California, Oregon, and Washington wines. And the second thing I'm going to tell you, with all sincerity, I don't get political on this show, but if you don't believe in climate change, you need to start reading. And I don't care if anybody thinks that I'm a wacko because I believe in climate change, but there's a lot of science behind what we're seeing right now. And even if that science is wrong, what could be bad about lowering emissions? What could be bad about reducing carbon dioxide in the ozone? I mean, there's every good reason to act even if you don't believe. So, you know, do your part and and get on board. Believe me, this is not a conservative or a liberal issue. This is about human life and the life of our planet. Are you with me, Jerry? I am completely with you, and I was honored to be asked to talk with you today, David. Really, I'm thrilled. Well, I was so pleased to get your letter. You know, sometimes we got to adjust our track a little bit, and you did that for me, and um, I greatly appreciate it, and we will, we're going to check back with you, no doubt. Out, and I'm Thank coming you. to Occidental in the next within the next month. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We'll talk Thank soon. You. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. Bye bye. You're welcome. Bye. And that's going to do it for Grape Encounters for today. Wow interesting show. We're going to be back next week with another interesting show, as a matter of fact, and I sure appreciate all of you who tune in and listen. We'll always tell it to you straight here. You can count on that. I want to remind you that Grape Encounters Radio has been brought to you by Total Wine and More. You know, when you sell over 8,000 wines under one roof, you're going to meet consumers from every walk of life with different tastes and needs. Luckily, Total Wine has everybody covered with their nearly endless selection of wines to choose from. 